Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Aftertaste Movie Podcast on Maybe It's a Network. This week we're breaking down the box office results. A lot of Kevin Feige news. Spider-Man back in the whole MCU universe, and he's off to a galaxy far, far away, uh, making something pretty great from what I hear. And we're also going to talk about some casting news of the Batman, possibly the Riddler. Um, thank you once again for tuning into this podcast, and here we go. Welcome to the Aftertaste Movie Podcast. I'm your host here once again, Barno. How's it going? Um, so today we got a couple people on. Um, to my right here, I have Chelsea Rodriguez. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good. Had a good day? I did. Awesome. And then we got a new guy in. A new meet. I don't, I don't know what that even means. <laughs> oh, God. And I've been playing a lot of Borderlands. You guys play Borderlands? No. No. You guys play video games? No. Sometimes. God, that's really. such... No. Play some video games. Um, ah, Phil. Phil Bassini, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Are you excited to be here? Sure am. Wow. <laughs> Do you know where you are right now? I'm in a room. Ah, don't mention where I live. You're real smart. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. So um, today we're going to talk about a few things. Let's start off with our box office numbers here. Abominable took number one this week as expected. It's a little bit under last year's release of Storks at $21 million. Either one of you guys see Storks? No. Classic film about a baby getting dropped off by Stork, and then uh, they went on an adventure together. Um, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Bonnell did about as expected, which is pretty good. It's a DreamWorks release. Um, if you're not Disney, normally you don't make $10 trillion. Even... Uh, how to Train Your Dragon, which came out this year, didn't do bonkers numbers like I wanted to, which is also DreamWorks. Um, so they're probably hurting a little bit. But um, Bobbitt did pretty good. Downton Abbey take number two at $15.5 million. And then Hustlers coming in at number three with $11.4 million, which is excellent. Uh, just a 31.8% drop, which is amazing for the studio. If I look at it real fast, I think it's made a total of... There's going to be some downtime with this. Um, about $95 million worldwide right now on a budget of $20 million, wow. which is absolutely excellent. Um, it's from STX Entertainment, which has uh, had some hits and misses <laughs> over the years. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie The Circle. Anybody guys see the movie I did. The Circle? Eventually. You, yeah. you hear about it? I'm aware of it. You're aware uh, about it? Tom Hanks um, just doing some stuff. Not good for his career whatsoever. Or John um, Boyega. John Bo Fresh off of Star Wars, Wars. John Boyega. And even worse, straight off of Beauty and the Beast, finally getting her like light back was Emma Watson, which yeah. was in the movie. And it was, it was bad, guys. Um, so SDX is probably going to make quite a bit of money on this and nothing else uh, ever again, probably. <laughs> so they get to stay in the industry for a little bit longer. Uh, number four is It Chapter 2. Um, we're going to have a review coming up on that probably this week. Uh, check that out here. Um, had a really good drop, too, just 38%, which is amazing for a studio horror film. And it's, uh, I think it's, 
How long has this movie been in theaters? I think it's its third week or something. I have numbers, but it doesn't want to work. Fourth week. Fourth week, 10 million, 30% drops. Not bad. That's real good. Uh, Then topping off is Ad Astra, just another catastrophe for the studio. Um, It... It's only made about $89 million worldwide, f- mostly foreign. Uh, Brad Pitt, who is freshly off of a f- possibly Oscar-contending f- um, show in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, unfortunately showing that he can't quite open a film like he used to by himself. Yeah. Um, Tommy Lee Jones was there. It was in space. Uh, it was kind of cool. But uh, unfortunately, not a lot of people are flocking out to see that these days. Um. Yeah. So that's our box office this week. Uh, next week we have a couple releases that people might be excited about. Uh, the Joker. Um, you guys excited for the Joker? Yes. Oh, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, the chameleon yeah. of a man, mm-hmm. turns his body inside out for every role he does. He's excellent. I'm very excited for that. And also, Judy releases worldwide instead of limited. I think it was just on 580 screens this last week. And did really well. Renee Zell- Zellweger. Zellweger. God, I can't yeah. say her name ever. It's almost like me trying to say Abominable over and over again. I can't say I, yeah, no. The Abominable movie. Um, fun fact, actually. This time last year, a movie, literally this week last year, a movie called Smallfoot came out, which is about Abominable Snowmen who uh, hang out and stuff. So I guess this is just the, the Abominable type of a <laughs> week for the box office. Um <laughs> So that is our box office review this week, and we'll talk about it a little bit more next week. But we're going to get started on a couple uh, topics that uh, came through this week news-wise that were just, just big stuff. And I'm sorry if you tune into the show to talk about classical films this week. Unfortunately, we aren't uh, going to do a lot of that. A lot of superhero news, a lot of Star Wars news. Kevin Feige's all over the freaking place. So we're just going to talk a little about it. Um, this first topic today is um, Spider-Man. He's back. He's back. He's back. He, yeah. It was crazy. Um, so basically after Disney and Marvel, they had a little bit of an issue, split up. Basically, Sony just wanted, uh, or not Sony, Disney basically just wanted, uh, you know, money. Uh, I think the original deal for Spider-Man's uh, release situation was, I think Disney was making about 5% of the actual ticketing itself. Mm-hmm. And the rest was just on um, toys promotion, stuff like that. But they also had complete control over making the film, such as Kevin Feige coming in and doing it. And um, they had all creative control for the most part. They were basically making a film for Sony, though, who got the entire box office ticketing. Disney comes in and says, we're doing a lot of this work. We want our share. I think the numbers were they wanted a 50-50 split, which some people thought might be fair. But then Sony could make a lot of money off this yeah. if they did it right, which we all know they probably can't, which is why people were upset. Um, so basically they have uh, got back on, onto the table and they have struck a deal for uh, a new Spider-Man film directed by possibly John Watts is coming back for the third installment of it. And it uh, looks like the release date is July 16th, 2021. Yes. And not only that, but they also have something in the contract that um, states that he will also appear in one future marvel movie which could be another you know avengers it could be a young avengers could be something like that Mm -hmm. so there's at least two more showing ups of the spidey which is real nice um did this guys does this surprise you guys at all no no (laughs) yeah no felt like they would eventually hear everybody's demands and the cries of the online uh people 
I know I was real bummed. Um, for one, I was, um, th yeah, this, Tom Holland's probably my favorite installment of Spider-Man in general. Some people like, t you know, Tom Holland. Very few people like the other guy. Um, mm -hmm. Andrew Garfield. Um, some people oh, like no. him. Some people like him. But, yeah. um, I believe that Homecoming was an excellent film. Um, Home Homecoming was an excellent film. And we, we, might, we might disagree on it, but it's more of the type of... Um, for what, what I, I see that you're cringing a little bit, Phil. You're not a big fan of Homecoming. No. Oh, really? No. 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 All right. Well, why not? I it didn't really do anything for me. I felt like it was nearly stakeless. St stakeless. Yeah. Okay. I, I could see. I could see a little bit of that. Yeah. I don't know. There were, I, there was a few nitpicks I had here and there, but oh. um, I. Regardless of how I felt about the writing, I really like Tom Holland. Tom Holland oh, yeah. is perfect casting for um, Spider-Man, and he embodies the two sides of Spider-Man, Peter and the yeah. Spider. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I just kind of felt like he, you know, that's just the type of Spider-Man that I think always should have existed. Is this type of Spider-Man, the lightheartedness of it a little bit? Yeah. Um, I kind of thought of it as like a. A mixture of a superhero film and like a, a Breakfast Club almost, which is yeah, yeah, which is totally. really kind of nice. It's refreshing coming off of that blue Jamie Foxx and Times Square, <laughs> the uh, um, whatever Electro and yeah. Times Square doing some stuff. It fixed the gap in his tooth when he uh, he basically yeah. in that movie he basically just played the role from the violinist. Did you guys ever see the violinist? The one with Robert Downey Jr., oh, right? Yeah, he played a violinist on the street. Yeah, he, I, I did see that. He basically just played the same character, but blue. Yeah. The janitor. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I thought, so I was really excited about it, and I, I saw Far From Home. Did you like Far From Home more? Because it, Actually, was, a, it was a little bit, it was definitely different than Homecoming. I am waiting for the red box to see it. You <gasps> what? I actually, uh, truth be told, when it comes to Marvel, I don't keep up quite as closely as That's everyone fine. else. Okay. I, yeah. I typically will watch them as they come out at home, but I did watch Endgame when that was yeah. in theaters. That's and, uh, some That's of the very major releases, though. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I did. I would say that you probably are gonna like it a little bit more. It's closer to a Marvel movie than the Homecoming feel, which I think the the feel of Homecoming might be a little bit of what's struck you a little differently. As long as I, I get some better, or I, I, I say that uh, I don't know. I, I feel like if if they just do more for the characters and challenge him more and really kind of mm -hmm. push him, then uh, that I'll be happy. Yeah, and, with uh, with Far From Home, Chelsea, did, did, you liked Far From Home, right? I did. Yeah, um, with. Far from home, I mean, Peter Parker was the focus of Homecoming, I'd say. A lot of him. And a lot of the characters were real cool. Ned was real cool. Mm -hmm. um, Ned was real cool. MJ was there, right? She, she wasn't a fleshed out character whatsoever. Yeah. Everybody was there, basically. Mm -hmm. And in Far From Home, they give everybody kind of an arc and a story. Mm -hmm. And they flesh Dude. out. M MJ becomes actually a really good character in Far From Home. Which is really good. Ned has a full, really funny arc. <laughs> Basically, I don't want to ruin it for you, but yeah, has, it's really a, has a really good, funny arc. And um, everybody in the whole movie, the co there's comedy between J.B. Smoove and uh, the feature guy, which is really funny as well. Oh yeah, Martin Starr. Martin Starr, yeah, yeah. He's funny. So I think you'll enjoy it. But anyway, I was really excited to hear that they're coming back. I never thought for a freaking second they wouldn't, though. I mean, like with all the money that they made, I think... Homecoming probably got up to I think it was about eight hundred million dollars worldwide originally. 
which is, I think, one of the highest selling Spider-Mans. Um, and then Far From Home came out, and it made very, very similar numbers. Yeah. Sony wasn't ever going to get back to that number on their own. Ever. I think The Amazing Spider-Man 2 topped out at like 302. And with a budget that huge, mm-hmm. with Jamie Foxx waving his arms in Times Square in blue with all the electricity and exploding cards alone, yeah, they would never get back to that, right? No. No. There's no freaking way. Um, just for, for fun, who's your favorite Spider-Man then, Phil? Tom Holland, but my favorite Spider-Man films may be the Toby ones. Toby, I for a very, very long time... Um, I'm very much the same way. I think, um, obviously I liked Homecoming a lot better than, um, you did, but, you know, for a long time, Spider-Man 2 was just one of my favorite superhero movies of yeah, all time. Yeah, that's what's, the best What's one. his uh, name? The, the Hispanic actor who played, uh... Doc Ock? Doc... No. Yeah. Uh, what, was it the, uh, Dr. Like Molina, right? Oh, yeah, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina, yeah. Yeah. Well, probably one of the best films in the history of comic books. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which, um, so it took a lot for me, but I think this one's just a lot lighter. It's really nice to see. Um, although Marvel films in general have been lighting up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Guardians is a very light type of... Ragnarok is mm-hmm. a light type of film. Oh, yeah. Um, not towards the end. The whole world blows up. <laughs> uh, spoiler, if you haven't seen Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, no, I saw that one. Good, yeah. yeah. Did you like Ragnarok? I hated it. <gasps> God, you're... Oh, what? My heart just broke. What the hell? I, you're here for the review later. You know what the hell you doing? <laughs> um, well, you know, but I enjoyed it as much. Uh, it, uh, to, to its credit, it was... Ex- full of personality it was extremely charismatic yeah but but that was it but, yeah. Yeah. but. <laughs> you, uh, you like taika watiti in general yeah i actually i really enjoyed what we do in the shadows so, yeah have uh, you seen the new tv show no but i'm looking forward to watching yeah, it i mean I'm, it's, it yet. I'm sure it's fine um mm-hmm. yeah there was just some things about ragnarok that didn't settle well with me but uh i i do however recognize that with homecoming and ragnarok i am in the minority Oh yeah, you uh, are. <laughs> oh yeah, you are. Definitely. Uh, uh, many people yeah. think that Ragnarok saved the character Thor in general. Oh no, it totally did, and it is the best Thor movie. Which yeah, I will agree it means literally nothing. <laughs> um, um, I think Ragnarok, though, in the court of public opinion, was w- good enough for him to get another contract. Yeah, um, yeah. he got yeah, another yeah. contract. People were so happy with him that he's like, "Oh well, you're pro- you're going to be as the Asgardian of the galaxy now. You're going to show up there. Probably you're going to mm-hmm. show up." In, uh, you're going to show up in Thor 4. Love what? and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Uh, you're probably not a fan of that, are you, Phil? Um, no, I'm fine with it. And I, will... I meant just a name. <laughs> a name? Oh, it's just Love and Thunder. It's all right. And I will, I will give this guy credit. Um, Thor Ragnarok had some of the most jaw-droppingly beautiful shots I've ever seen in yeah. an MCU movie. And I think sure. you know what I'm talking about, that bit with the the valkyries coming down and oh yeah yes yeah. yes very much. Whole, oh my whole, gosh uh, it looked like a matte painting like from like the yeah, 80s or really something i feel like with uh, this film however they just uh they went up to tyke and they're like what do you want to name it he's like love and thunder <laughs> you know that's sold a, uh, that's work we'll do it bring natalie portman back um, are you uh, excited all for the the blade remakes yeah absolutely good enough um, I mean, I grew up with a Wesley Snipes one, and it's been a while since I've seen them, but, uh, you know, he's a fun character. People love it. I'm down for, for more. Uh, certainly open to it. And do you think that they'll be able to pull off 
a PG thirteen thing? Because more than well, likely, you know that? more than likely they're gonna keep a PG thirteen, right? Because oh. these MCU films, they eventually they're gonna have to they're gonna have to splinter somewhere because with the acquisition of Fox, they have Deadpool, which is just a money making mm-hmm. machine. And then look at what Logan did. Uh, what Logan did. Logan made uh, I think six hundred million dollars, seven hundred million dollars off mm-hmm. a budget of nothing. So taking a superhero film with a low budget. And making it awesome is yeah. possible. So you'd think they'd have to go that way. Mm-hmm. But if they didn't, do you think they could pull off anything close to what Blade needs to be to uh, get through? If it's rated R. Maybe. If it's rated R. You don't think they could pull off a PG-13? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the, the Blades were pretty... Maybe bl- those, uh, those Blade films are pretty bloody, right? Yeah, um, especially the opening scene like in the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah little right. ra- raining blood, you know. Oh, man. It's good. good to see Ryan Reynolds though pop up in Blade again. That'd be pretty <laughs> fun, you know? uh, Deadpool crossover with uh, Marshall Ali. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, uh, yeah, the awful goatee in Blade 3, was it? Do you remember that movie? Uh, Blade oh, Blade Trinity? Blade Trinity, yes. Yeah. yes. Oh, man, awful facial hair. Jessica Biel so was in it. Good. That was ah. Jessica Biel, yeah, wasn't it? Was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just love when people are in movies that we don't remember. I was watching Lord of the Rings a couple weeks ago, and... Carl Urban was in there. I was like, that looks like a that looks like a young Carl Urban. Wow, that is Carl Urban. He's got like he has like the same role as he does in Ragnarok, basically. This is a guy that rides around saying two lines. Um, so that's cool. Um, let's get past this MCU garbage. Um, and continue with the next story, which is Kevin Feige doing something else. Um, so basically, from uh, looks like. THR reported that Kevin Feige signed on to produce and direct a new, I don't know if it's direct, but definitely produce and showrun a new Star Wars film for Lucasfilms. Um, Mar- oh, sorry. Uh, Marvel Studios president and mega producer Kevin Feige is heading to Star Wars. Sony cited that um, Feige's busy schedule is probably why they cut off the... Um, that was their excuse originally, was Kevin Feige is so busy that he can't do Spider-Man. So we're going to break off this deal. That was their stance, basically. But he's doing a Star Wars film also. So, I mean, I think they were just making excuses at this point. Um, but he's coming in to uh, direct a Star Wars film. He's also quoted as saying that he has reached out to a major actor from the MCU to star in said film. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Star, uh, star, jeez. Um, Phil, you're a Star Wars guy, right? You oh, enjoy yes. Star Wars. Do you think that having a showrunner like Kevin Feige could be good for the Star Wars galaxy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that a lot of the stuff that he's done right now is really well received, and I certainly trust him to, as much as I love some of the more divisive Star Wars installments, to, to create something that is a little bit more all-encompassing and can satisfy greater uh, portions of the uh, fan base. Yeah. Yeah, do you, um, do you think a little bit of the MCU concoction inside of the Star Wars universe could pro- could do well for the I think so. fandom? Yeah, I think because um what he's done with like the MCU and he's been often like labeled as like the architect or like the blueprint, you know, that yep. like holds the glue together. I think just like wh- whatever like really can like he can set his mind to, I think he's going to do really really well for like the Star Wars fandom and everything cuz 
what I really love about him is like he really loves like the source material, like all that stuff. Like he yep. is like a true fan. Oh yeah, mega yeah. nerd, like Big all the nerd. way through. Yeah, and that's kind of like one of the reasons why I have kind of a little bit of gripes with Kathleen Kennedy and and how she runs things. But it's just me personally with certain. Yeah, things. I think uh, there was a quote. I probably off misquoted quote, but um, they think I I think the Disney thinks that they went at it a little fast. Um, Kathleen Kennedy might I don't think it was her direct quote, but. Mm-hmm. You know, they came out with an episode film and then a spinoff film and then mm-hmm. an episode film. And then within like six months, there's another movie. Yeah, and, um, it was really quick. It was a very, very saturated market. They they thought that they could do something very esque to a Marvel cinematic universe mm-hmm. because they're in the same company. Marvel works. We have the same a lot of the same people that work on Marvel films are also got one foot in with Lucasfilm. That's just how it is. Yeah. Everybody works with everybody in within the company, basically. So they thought they could do it, and they did it a little fast. And we see that in the uh, divisiveness a little bit in the reactions to the last episodic film. We see that in the numbers for the new theme park, Galaxy's Edge. A little bit too much of a saturation of Star Wars. So I think this is a really smart decision, just due to the fact that they need to start appealing more to the entirety right not just one side not just one side that's the gripe that people had people thought the force awakens was too much of the same and then people thought last jedi was my god what have you done with my star wars basically Mm -hmm. um so i think having this middle ground of like trying to um like appease all the the masses masses, right Mm -hmm. and then having the kind of feel the i think the flow of a marvel movie is a little bit different than a star wars film Mm -hmm. but i think meshing it a little bit it might make it a little bit more of a mainstream type situation so i think that's really smart um what actor from the mcu universe do you want to star in a star wars franchise or just a movie itself Anybody got anything? I wanted to say Paul Rudd for a second. Oh, oh my god! Oh, he'd be great. <laughs> he would. I don't know if star, but he's definitely. Uh, <laughs> I just want to. At this point, I just see a Hans the the solo, but yeah. remade with Paul Rudd. With Paul oh, Rudd. <laughs> Keep everyone else, but have and then get Paul rid of Ron, get rid of Ron Howard again and bring back in Phil Lord and uh, Miller. Yeah. And, um, we'll we'll get a good film out of that. Um, Chelsea, do you have anybody off the top of your head? Paul Rudd was such a good choice. Oh, that's a, that's a um, good I, I know, like it's all. it's a really obvious one, but um, like because because you had said like he was quoted saying like a, a major actor. Yeah. I guess in terms of major would yeah. be like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. He Imagine he just like shows up. And, like, <laughs> hey, it's Iron Man. I am Han Solo. <laughs> um, yeah, I could see him doing something like that. When I thought of when I thought originally, I thought of somebody probably like Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which I could see, he's got the main, he's got the, the star power right now. He's also got the acting chops that he hasn't been able to show. Mm-hmm. I've definitely seen him in movies that he's excellent in. Oh, yes. Have uh, any of you guys seen Snowpiercer? Yes. Yeah, it's been a minute, but yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really like that movie. Yeah. He's been in a couple movies that he's been able to show what he can do. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars, you're going to need your your heroine, basically, to be <laughs> special. And I think he could do that. Yeah. Um, besides that... Rocket Raccoon. Um, oh my god. Playing Chewbacca might be great. Or um, <laughs> something along the lines. But yeah, you know, I think it's real good for the industry Ooh. to have. Yeah, something else. I had a. I, I, 
thought I, I remember um, hearing a rumor about Dave Bautista wanting to play Darth Bane. I heard the same thing. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dave Bautista is a real passionate nerd. <laughs> I love Dave Bautista. He's also got this Gears of War 3 project that he's been trying to do for like 10 years now. I've heard about now. that one too, yeah. Um, I've been following his Twitter and yeah, he consistently will uh, just like tweet about tra- trash and trying to get underneath that. <laughs> I believe the makers actually put him in the last Gears game, oh, cool. uh, which is probably like the coolest thing you can do as a mega nerd. Um, so yeah, that that Darth he would play a good Darth Bane. I think so. I think yeah. he'd do pretty well. Big bulky guy. Darth Bane though has a very intense arc. Um, yeah. But you, you, I mean, you've seen Dave Bautista. He's a very comedic actor. He's but so, then, oh, sorry, I totally no, you. He's no. so lovable in Guardians. He's so lovable in <laughs> Guardians. <laughs> Um, I do look back to him in the role, which was such a tiny role, but in Blade Runner 2049. Yes, yes. Just, did you watch Blade Runner 2049? Oh, I totally forgot to watch it. Oh, yeah, you oh. I do. Yeah. First, I, first Ragnarok. Some people, no. some people yeah. like it. Some people like it. Some people hate it. I'm in the probably middle ground that um, I thought it was brilliantly made. Yeah. Um, it was a little slow, but I think it was a masterpiece of cinematic creation. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the cinematography, uh, Roger Deakins won an Oscar for it in a sci-fi film, which it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Um, Denis Villeneuve is an amazing sci-fi director. Have you ever seen um, Arrival? Yes. And Arrival mm-hmm. was, I thought, yes. very, very good. Yes. Denis Villeneuve, he also made... Uh, he did Prisoners. He did Sicario. Prisoner, Sicario mm. was another one he did. I love his So work. he's very, very good at uh, screenwriting and storytelling. Oh, he's doing Doom. That's not a sci-fi. And he is doing Doom. Isn't Ooh. Dave Bautista in Doom? Yes. Yeah, everybody's Ooh. in Everybody's Doom. in that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, everybody's in Doom. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that forever uh, over the next three years when it gets delayed 70 times because it's such an intense um such an intense story uh to get right um so they'll be working on that um but dave batista he'd be great uh darth bane we'll see we'll see what happens with all that storyline you rule it too and all this uh all this fun stuff it's really dark when you go back that far um with um db weiss and benioff from the Game of Thrones guy coming in. Um, a lot of people have issues with the last season of Game of Thrones, but I think that they could probably do a rated R um, or close to R Knights of the Old Republic storyline. Oh, yes. Which would be great to see as a huge freaking fan of Star Wars. Everybody's been waiting for that. I remember playing yep. Old Republic when I was a kid on my video games, and we've all been waiting. So it'd be really cool to see that happen. Stop happening okay um so we're gonna move on from kevin feige uh he's had enough attention today um to uh some batman news um looks like jonah hill has been uh, in conversations to join matt reeves's batman coming out 2020 um looks like he's in negotiations to play the riddler um it was previously noted that he was in communications for the penguin as mm-hmm. well we don't actually know what the heck's going on. I think people just consider Jonah Hill fat sometimes, so they thought Penguin was going to be the guy. Yeah. Um, oh, he's going to play the oh, Penguin. Oh, he's going to play the Penguin. <laughs> um, so it's probably not going to be the Penguin. A lot of traction on the Riddler rumor, so we mm-hmm. think that that's probably going to be the route that they do go. 
Uh, although the issue is um, Jonah Hill is asking for probably about $10 million salary, mm-hmm. and uh, the Batman is being played by Robert Pattinson. Um, yep. I refuse to say from Twilight because I think that's very disrespectful to him. It is. Um, but he's only getting paid $5 million for his role. So Jonah Hill getting $10 million for Riddler when there's also supposed to be different villains in the movie. Catwoman's supposed to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Penguin was supposed to be in the movie as well. $10 million for Jonah Hill to come in and play the Riddler. So uh, we'll see. Uh, but what do you think of uh, Jonah Hill playing the villain like that? Anybody? Um, I'm really open to it. Because sometimes when you get unexpected actors playing villainous roles, it yeah. can turn out really cool. And okay. um, the first example that comes to mind is when I saw Django Unchained. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and we got Leo going a little crazy. He on went one. crazy, smeared some of his blood on some poor actress' face. Whew. Oh, just uh, for those that don't know, he, he cut himself and yeah. it's just off the cuff decided to rub <laughs> his own blood on somebody else's face without uh, their permission. Oh, That's man. against the law. <laughs> um, but he's an excellent actor, yeah. so we'll see. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, I'm I'm hoping he can go dark and it'll be like a little pleasant surprise for everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Chelsea, do you think it'll be all right? I think so. I um, it's been so long since I've watched the movie, but I thought he was really good in The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, that's that's on repeat <laughs> on the cable television every week. I love Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Also. Uh, no, I think I think he's really capable. Like I have yet to have watched his um directorial debut mid 90s which came out last year yeah yeah but i heard it was really really good like apparently he is like a really keen eye i guess for direction and Mm. i'm looking forward to whatever he can pull off yeah you look you look forward to actors like that that do have a keen eye of uh directorial and direction because they also bring that to their acting Mm -hmm. uh jonah hill was nominated for an oscar in moneyball i believe don't don't yell at me if that was incorrect but he was in an oscar Mm -hmm. award-winning film Mm -hmm as a backup character but he yeah. did that really well he um he's known for being a bit of a a chameleon as well kind of like with joaquin phoenix he does change his body type very often mm-hmm. and he takes his work very seriously mm-hmm. but he's also been in a lot of comedic roles you have the issue of possibly having the same issue with like dave uh, batista yeah typecast where you typecast him a little bit it could go that way where he goes above and beyond there's been actors over the years that have relished in going from comedic strictly to a lot of drama um jim carrey is one who mm-hmm. did mostly comedies and then he got into the more uh jim carrey played the riddler right yeah all ah, yeah. right yeah i didn't mean that to happen but um <laughs> so jim carrey um good old uh steve carell was another one yeah did a lot of comedy coming up, and then he started to jump into movies like Foxcatcher, which was an Oscar-nominated film, mm-hmm. and other films like that where he had the chops, and he started to get really into it. Um, this year, I know this is going to sound absolutely crazy, but there is a lot of Oscar buzz right now for Adam Sandler in uh, this movie called Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. Um, so actors can go from this to that. Yeah. But then again, there's also actors that can't make a jump um specifically i'm gonna say lex Luthor and uh, jesse eisenberg which is a possibility from an actor going from his typecast to another film yeah you think uh did you guys like jesse eisenberg as lex Luthor in any of those warner brother films i don't think it was right for the character but i like him playing a darker role i'd be open to it in a different 
role. For yeah, sure. I just want to say right now, I think that movie was pretty bad. Um, yeah. So you can't really put it on him. Yeah. Um, he's an excellent actor, but um, I like the fact that they took a swing. They didn't just say, "Oh, Lex Luthor." Vincent D'Onofrio, let's just do that, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's take an actor that's just like every other Lex Luthor and do that. Mm-hmm. They went bold, and they missed because the writing didn't get it done. Basically, I mean, he did, he tried his best. He acted he acted his damnedest in that film to try to get it right. But there's a reason why he's not coming back. So, I think Jonah Hill could do pretty well. Um, are you guys excited for the new Batman at all? I'm curious, right? More than anything definitely curious definitely curious i'm excited i was still like kind of on the fence when ben affleck wasn't gonna direct it anymore Mm -hmm. but i totally understand it was essentially you know he wasn't in like the right place the right time no he was going through some. he was he was going through some stuff so um but i do like matt reeves as a director i still have yet to have seen the final uh planet of the apes trilogy but that's uh from what i've seen that's bad a pro bummer you should watch that. <laughs> I, really that's what um, i've heard i heard it's, it's, like really it's really on good. my shelf you is it take it take it on the way you got a blu-ray player watch it on the way out i do cool. on my other one but um you know i i'm looking forward to like even like when like back when like robert pattinson was getting uh yeah. cast that like really like intrigued me and everything so i'm looking forward to it yeah i i do believe that matt reeves is a top-notch director mm-hmm. i loved the entire trilogy of i i think the pl- Planet of the Apes trilogy, this new uh, this new trilogy, yeah. was one of the best, uh, just absolutely one of the best um, trilogies in the last decade, if not more. It was really well made. Um, I I could I could go one way or another on the first Rise of the Planet of the mm-hmm. Apes, but Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was one of my favorite movies of the last couple of years. Yeah, and then War came out a couple of years ago, War of the Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. which, um, to be completely honest. Andy Serkis should have been nominated for an Oscar in that movie mm-hmm. for an actor. That's how far the CGI has come. He has done, um, most, uh, mostly you got to put a lot of like a lot of weight on Andy Serkis for how those movies showed up. But Matt Reeves also with their hands in hand with them with the CGI itself, being able to direct all the actors. Um, have, did you guys see Dawn of Planet of the Apes? Yeah. So yeah, you see all these actors in these, like these monkeys roles mm-hmm. and, um, he crafted a story so well that you, by the end of this whole franchise, you you could care less about these damn humans. Like, and that's all from characters that could not speak. Mm-hmm. They could not do anything except for act and be directed. So you got to take that into consideration when he jumps into a film like The Batman, which is such a franchise of there's there's action and stuff, but Batman himself isn't a superhero like Iron Man or isn't like that. He's at his core of kind of a vigilante um, detective. And it, it in this film, I think they're going off of... This, is, this film is specifically not going to be part of the DCEU mm-hmm. or whatever the heck they call it. It's going to be its own thing because they're starting to realize that they they aren't Marvel. They can't do this yeah, anymore. Yeah. Um, they can't hemorrhage money, mm-hmm. basically, I want to say. So the films that have succeeded... Let's just look at those in the last five years. Aquaman, I mean, if you give it give or take, you know, big old bing bang movie, action film, lots of CGI. But it was an origin story that could not care less about the rest of the world. Um, Shazam, I think was I hear it's one of the best movies in like superhero movies 
a very, very long time, really light in the world of DCU. I, I just don't understand why people work on their cars so late. I'm sorry, guys, on the radio. I'm not sure he's working on his car. He's banging his head against the wall. I, don't, I just don't know. Um, anyway, but Shazam was very much didn't care about the universe. Um, yeah. Wonder Woman was in its own world, mm-hmm. and they're starting to seed on that. And then this year, the Joker comes out, and it wins the best picture at the Venice Festival this year. And they rolled it out for the award season basically like this and they they basically said hey guess what this isn't your normal superhero movie we're going this direction yeah and it feels like although it's not exactly gonna i believe um who directed joker i forget uh todd phillips todd phillips i believe todd phillips did hangover series (laughs) he did yeah so it's kind of cool to see him doing this thing um So basically, he did say that it's not connected whatsoever to the Batman. Mm-hmm. So it is not. Uh, we'll see if they retcon that and decide everything went really well down the line. But yeah. it's going to be a, a whole individualistic story, which I think Matt Reeves is excellent for. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like Batman? Of course, I. You love guys Batman. seen a lot of the older movies? Some of them. What's a, what's your favorite Riddler? Favorite Riddler. Well, see, that's where you got me. I, I haven't yeah. gone that far back. I've, no, I've, no. I grew up with like the, the one with Schwarzenegger in it, which yeah. was terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> and a few of those other ones of that era and mm-hmm. the Dark Knight trilogy. And that's about it. I mean, like, yeah. Um, so I'm not as well versed on the, the, the lore and like mm-hmm. all the Batman stuff, but uh, yeah, I get it. I'm I get to it. Catch on. I get it. Chelsea, what's your what, do you have a favorite Riddler? My favorite Riddler is probably the one from the Batman animated series yeah. from the 1990s. Nice. Just because how the writing was so good on that show, and I honestly think it still holds up to this day. Um, a lot of people are specifically getting the DC streaming uh, yeah. just for the animated series. That's what I'm thinking. It's yeah. still like really, really good. I I love Batman. I guess you can say, because when I was growing up like reading comics and the movies, I was... Kind of like reading him like back to back in terms of I guess movies. Still, my favorite Batman is like Michael Keaton. Um, and then I guess like when it comes to comics, uh, probably one of my favorite issues is Mike Mignola's uh, Gotham by Gaslight. He's the guy that created Hellboy, so that's like a really it's a really good story arc and like the Riddlers and that and Batman and everything. So. I've been hearing a lot of news about. I forget the storyline for Batman. It might be The Long Night. Do you know anything yes. about that? Yes. Yeah, it's a really they, good one. They're talking about possibly The Long Night. Can you tell us about The Long Night storyline at all? Um, God, how do I describe it? <laughs> um, It's been a while since I've read it. I'm suddenly blanking. But I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're thinking that might be involved in this Batman, friend, uh, this Batman okay. movie. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a little bit more of a serious Batman than a Jim Carrey Riddler, <laughs> but um, I I love Jim Carrey as a Riddler. I, it's big, <laughs> stupid fun. He's great. Um, but then again, like kind of Phil, I'm not the biggest of Batman uh, fans. I love Batman. I think he's real cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Marvel Batman's better than Batman Batman. So we're you talking about Moon Knight. I think we're talking about Moon Knight. Oh my God. <laughs> um, that'll be coming out. Um, Somewhere down the line. Is it a TV show or a movie? It's a uh, TV show. TV show on yeah. the Disney streaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, see what they do with that. Yeah, I'm excited for that He's one. He's very violent. I don't know how they're going to pull that one off. I don't know. <laughs> Batman pulled it off a couple times. Maybe they'll try to... Uh, maybe Blade will be violent. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if they go R with Blade. and uh, Maybe if they go R with Moon Knight, we'll see if Blade can get yeah. some traction on there. 
Um, also, they announced last uh, last night that Jeffrey Wright may be uh, cast as the Commissioner Gordon. Really? Um, anybody in for that? I am. Sure. Yeah, you know who Jeffrey Wright is? Um, no. No. Not <laughs> again. What about you? Um, it was a trap. <laughs> it was a trap. I'm sorry. You're a Batman guy. You're a Star Wars guy. It's a trap. Yeah. Sorry, um, yeah, I'm really in for Jeffrey Wright. I think he's really good. He's he's that actor in every movie he's in. Um, Jeffrey Wright is in... Um, I have to look at his filmography to find something he's in for you. But he's always a guy in a movie that you recognize but don't know. Uh, basically he's really really popular in Westworld which is a show that's out right now and um yeah he's great he brings a lot to the role of gravitas really yeah he always plays like the wise the wise man he's in the goldfinch right now oh is he people think he's the only redeemable part of goldfinch what so. about roger deakins as the dp is that they him? don't know he's on the pro- <laughs> they don't know he's on the property it's oh. the problem <laughs> only we know <laughs> exactly i don't think he's on he's like number he should be number one on the poster <laughs> roger deakins roger deakins <laughs> jeffrey did this wright movie. um jeffrey wright was also here very good um i think he can make a good commissioner gordon as well so i'm excited for that Anyway, so it looks like we're going to wrap up today's show. Um, thank you guys for both coming on today. Chelsea, where can people find you if they're looking at one? They can find me at... Uh, my main source is Instagram at uh, littlechels25, L-I-L-C-H-E-L-S-S-25. And um, I also have a coffee account where I'm trying to take commissions for artwork, and that is oshaluna.com, and that's... O-C-E-L-U-N-A at coffee.com. Awesome. For the people that don't know what coffee.com is, it's not spelled like coffee, is it? It's a K-O-I-F. Weird stuff. I know, it's Just coffee. to help people get there, it's not spelled coffee like the drink people drink a lot. Yeah. Um, Phil, uh, it doesn't seem like you have much of a presence online, but thanks for coming on. Do you have anything to promote? Anything going on? Not now, if you'd have asked me a few months from now, maybe. But maybe. No, not the moment. What do you got going on in a couple of months? The surprise? Uh, I'm just working on some music. Nice, yeah. awesome, dude. We'll we'll keep you we'll keep you on. Uh, we'll keep you in yeah. line, and we'll get you in. <laughs> um, you could follow me at my uh, Twitter Barno underscore nine two two, and uh, you could follow us on the maybe it's a network Twitter account as well, which is our network here. Um, maybe it's a network. Maybe it's a network. Network spelled N-E-T-W-R-K because Twitter is lame and can't uh, give me the longer one for some reason. Um, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, check us out. We are going to have a review of It Chapter 2 on Wednesday. And we will uh, we will see you then. See you next time.